Hello, and welcome to your courageous journey. This is Julie Sickles. This is Julie Faber. And we are so excited to be here with you today. We are having our season finale episode. So this is the end of our first season for our podcast. This is our season recap. It is. It is. So we, first of all, just want to say happy holidays to everyone. We just got through Thanksgiving. Hopefully you guys were able to eat some yummy food and enjoy some time with friends or family. And the holidays are upon us in December. So we are here and we want to talk a little bit more about this journey that we've been on to create Mm -hmm. this podcast. Now that we've completed a season. Now that we've completed an entire season. So it's been amazing. It has been amazing. It's been such a journey. Yeah. Yeah, such a journey. So we, as we've talked about in a few of our episodes, we started this journey two and a half years ago. It was April. What was the date? April of 2021. 2021. Mm -hmm. We talked on the phone and Julie was in California and I had flown out to visit with her and we started planning. Mm -hmm. And that summer we created a website and a plan and (laughs) then things slowed and then we kind of picked up some steam again the following summer and then things (laughs) slowed again and then we really got into gear i would say we started moving probably spring of 2023 and then the the ball just kept rolling from that point yeah i think from my perspective the thing that got us really going was having a launch date we finally made that and we had a lot of episodes already recorded and so they were already ready to go kind of by then and it was just cleaning things up a little bit and then putting them out each week but then we got to a point where the content that we had was done and so Mm -hmm. we had new interviews yeah Mm -hmm. and that has become much more comfortable which i think is is cool yeah i think it was it was nathan that we interviewed and, and then put out the following week uh-huh. and then Kirk and put out the following week. So our flow has gotten a lot better, like the progression of it. So it's been really good. It has. It has. But it's also been quite a year, too. I know we had updated you in about the year 2022 and now it's 2023. So, yeah. you know, there haven't been as many changes in that year. But there have been a few big things. I know Julie and I both have high school graduates now, so it's kind of interesting oh, having yeah. adult children in our house. It's been it's crazy. really fun mm-hmm. watching kind of them grow. Mm-hmm. And Julie also embarked on a new adventure. Yep. And I moved. Just, she made a big move. Yeah. It was big. We were truckers for a day. That was really fun. Oh my gosh. We had so much fun. Yes. Julie rented the biggest. It was a U-Haul, right? Or it, it was or Penske. Penske. Yeah. She, she rented the biggest one that they have and it was massive. And <laughs> oh, I was terrified. It's the biggest one you could drive it. without needing a commercial license. It's it was. It was really big. I feel like, yeah, yeah, it it was way easier to drive than I thought. And it was actually really fun. So we, we drove her from California back to Utah. So now she lives close to me. It took a long time though. 
So if you drive from California, from where I lived to where Julie lives, which we went even farther north, about an hour farther north, it's about a 10 hour drive if you just do it in like, the car. In a car, right? It took us 15 hours. It was a lot. So the, those big we Penske left at trucks. 4 a.m. Or 5 a.m., one of the Four two. Four or five, yeah, and we got in pretty late, huh? We got in at like nine. Okay. Yeah. But it does change an hour back, so we lost an hour. So maybe it was 14 hours. It was a long time, but it's because Penske has all these safety features and they don't let you go over a certain speed limit. Yeah. And they slow down if there's a like car going in front up of hills you. was like 30 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of hills between California and Utah. Yep. Uh, and yep. you don't really notice it until you're driving a giant truck. Yeah. I know. There was a few times it was a little worrisome because your foot would be all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be going slower and slower and yeah. slower. And yeah. And passing was hard because it had this feature that it would slow down when there was a car in front of you. And oh, then- yeah. Yep. And it was just, it was tricky because it wouldn't always, exce- yep. you couldn't always accelerate, which was kind of challenging and difficult. Yeah. But we didn't have anything, like really no incidents at all. No. In fact, I thought it was a miracle that your stuff didn't shift. I know. Back, which <laughs> we I loaded think we it to- ourselves. We're totally we did. And Julie's mom was the one who was in charge of like deciding where things went. Mm-hmm. And she must have just done an amazing, phenomenal job. I mean, there was a few things in the back that we had packed last minute because your mom had left earlier mm-hmm. with your kids. And we had um, to go get a rope. I was worried about the stuff shifting and then the door not opening when we arrived. And so we we stopped and got a rope and kind of tied things, but I don't even think we ended up needing it. Somehow, maybe with all those safety features or something, <laughs> it helped us not shift anything. Okay, I guess. I don't know. It didn't shift. Like, I don't think anything shifted. It was crazy. Because I've moved before and sometimes yeah. the door gets stuck. <laughs> yeah. So, and we had lots of fun. I drink excessive amounts of caffeine and I am not a caffeine drinker. <laughs> I took I, I took a couple naps. It was nice. I get my best sleep in cars, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had so much fun. And the seat, good. the seat, I don't know what it's called, but it, Bounce. the driver's seat was my favorite because it <laughs> moved. Yeah. Like it kind of like, like bounced. bounced. It? It's like a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> if you went on a big bump, it would like launch you in the air. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really fun. We laughed a lot. It was, it was a good, it was a really good time. <laughs> it was, it was, it was really, really fun. And now you're in Utah, which is so, so awesome. Makes me so happy. It is. Yeah, the weather makes me happy. There's seasons here. There wasn't season. It was there was one season in California. It was summer all the time. And then I always said it was summer and then colder summer. <laughs> <laughs> Just those two. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, the fall is beautiful. Like changing leaves and all yeah. that, and then we got snow. And I was like a little kid. (laughs) 
it was I was out driving in it that day. It was so awesome. I was so happy. I couldn't not I couldn't stop smiling. I was like Yeah. Yeah, well, and we talked that day cuz I was like, I hope you're driving okay in this. And yep. we t- it was interesting when we talked because you said really other than your college years when you were in Idaho and Utah, mm-hmm. you haven't lived in a place that gets snow. Yep. Yeah, cuz I started I learned how to drive in Texas, in Dallas, and it doesn't really snow there. I think rarely, or at least back then it was very rare. So. That's true. Texas has had some storms lately, huh? Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So and it makes it extra exciting for you because you really haven't lived it. We'll have to see yeah. how you feel by the end of winter because last winter was a doozy. We it yeah. just kept snowing and snowing and snowing and snowing and snowing. Like, the, well, didn't it start in October though? Like around Halloween. Probably. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. See, it. We it didn't just, get our first snow until like after Thanksgiving, so it's already a little bit better. Uh, that's true. That's true. And there's no snow on the ground. It rained and it all melted, and now there's no snow. So last yeah. year, it just really like even if it melted, it snowed more and more and more and more. And more, so <laughs> and a lot of mores. It, it, I think it even snowed into May. It was insane. Uh-huh. It was insane, though. It was a little much for me. So I'm glad you're enjoying the winter. I am. I'm it's awesome. I don't mind it snowing, but I don't need it to stick around for a long time either. So yeah, like last year, it was, it was a lot of issues. Like our neighborhood with our streets are. Uh, mm who we hired to plow it was it was a big issue we had a lot of issues with them yeah which was not fun there was a day i couldn't go into work because i couldn't get out of my street that's terrible (laughs) which shouldn't happen in utah like snow is not a new thing well that one snow day i saw a ton of snow plows driving around everywhere Mm. they have lots of snow plows it's usually not an issue it was very strange i wasn't the only one there was other people too that were yeah snowed in so yeah so that was kind of my year yeah what, what happened with you i you don't a, you got a dog and a cat was that this year or last yeah. year yeah no that was the spring yeah. yeah that was a big adjustment yeah my yeah. my husband is a dog person and has wanted a dog for a long time a we long had time. tried briefly yeah. and it didn't the dog just didn't fit well with the family so we found him a really great new home but after that experience i was so sad and traumatized i was afraid to get another dog so yeah. it took and some convincing so cute. she's super cute her name's mochi and she is a really good dog and really good personality he he did a lot of research and mm-hmm. we got a dog that it's called a mini bernese it's half bernese mountain dog and half cavalier king charles so because my husband likes really big dogs and i don't i'm more of a smaller medium dog person so she's medium sized she's like 45 pounds and she's so good and so cute and we got a kitten at this like one week after After, we got the puppy and they're one week apart in age so we could raise them together and my daughter named our cute cat dragon and he's amazing he's black cat he's and all I black i always want to call him shadow <laughs> <laughs> i know you do, I call, do him shadow. call him shadow and i'm and like I know, I know i know who you're talking about no one well, else I does think, so here's the thing like you know i'm a bit of a gamer and 
like everyone like you don't have your real name right you have uh alias yeah yes. your game and name. i i know probably like five or six people that are like something shadow in their name and so i don't know it's just on my mind i guess black cat named shadow seems to make sense as well so. <laughs> yeah it seems logical mm-hmm. for sure no but he's awesome and they like each other they're cute yeah they're super cute but having a new puppy you know i've never had a puppy before i've never raised a puppy before and we got her when she was seven weeks old and it's really like having a newborn baby it's a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a lot so, yeah, that was our big adventure, which I'm grateful to be where I'm at now with that, where she's fully trained, fully potty trained. Yeah. Really good for the most part. She has one major flaw that we have to work on, which is she snatches food off tables and counters. <laughs> yeah. And it's bad. Last night, she got a hold of a, a cookie. My daughter works at Crave Cookies. and It was an Oreo one. So oh, it had no. cocoa in it. That's so she snatched good. one and we, she runs when she snatches of and course. she tries to gobble it as <laughs> yeah. she's running, running. Mm-hmm. but she's not as fast with the cookie as she was with pizza. Usually by the time you get to her, the pizza slice is gone. She's really, she loves pizza, wow. which is terrible for her, but yeah. it's usually gone with the cookie. I think, cause it was crunchier. She didn't swallow the whole thing, but she got sick in the middle of the night. Her crate was a total disaster. My husband was up cleaning Yuck. her in the crate and the wall and like everything <laughs> so i would have been like look you wanted the dog this is your mess <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even ask because he didn't know <laughs> that's good <laughs> <laughs> yes so that's her main flaw that we're gonna have to work on but i also have big plans this upcoming year to get her therapy dog trained so i can bring her in two sessions with people who love dogs And I think that would be really fun. She really loves people. She's never met a person she doesn't like. So yeah, I think she'd be a really good dog for it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, that's us in a little nutshell over the last year. But I really want to talk about how we felt about the season. Yeah. I think it went really well i i'm actually really happy that we were able to kind of move into a more normal schedule like we had talked about where you know we had everything pre or not everything but a lot of things pre-recorded and then it, and then we moved into the okay interview edit one week release send it out yeah yeah the next so week that's yeah. felt a lot better i think we've gotten into that like better flow and stuff and gotten used to that and feels much more comfortable yes i think we still have some work to do oh yeah definitely and i definitely have struggled keeping up with the social media that kind of fell off my radar at the end of the season Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Um, but i think we decided that we both should do it because so (laughs) Julie Sickles decided that or thought that she should be more in charge of the social media if I'm doing the editing. But after editing and stuff, I've realized it is a bit monotonous and time consuming. But the social media having to be creative about it and things like it's it takes a lot more brain work. So in my opinion, it's like. I don't know. Something we should share. The effort is is a lot more 
like involved and so yeah we need to share it for sure yeah yeah and the piece that will help me too is now that we're getting into a better flow you know if we can get the episodes edited a little bit earlier because i like to take clips from the episodes Mm -hmm. to use but there's also another piece that i would kind of like to do and that is as we move into next year and i'm in the process of kind of building my private practice up i'm going through a program right now which is helping me with all of the marketing and so as i am expanding in that area i'm hoping that we can hire in some help too for our podcast to maybe help with both the social media and the editing which would help to kind of streamline things and yeah that would you know you nice. and i aren't experts in all of this but it's been awesome to learn these new skills but i also think we can really focus on creating amazing content Mm-hmm. as we free up a little bit more time so that's kind of a hope yeah. that i have as we move forward into 2024 and our next mm-hmm. season kind of our idea right now for our seasons is we'll go three months and then break for about a month mm-hmm. but we might change our formatting too as we move along and as we try different things so yeah. this first season i feel like worked perfectly and really overall i'm so just thrilled with the podcast and how it's turned out you know i didn't tell you this julie so we have family friends i don't want to say their names because i'm not sure if they would want me to say their names but we've known them since i was a kid but i just saw them on saturday so just coincidentally my younger brother coaches uh his oldest daughter's basketball team and this family has six kids five daughters one son and their oldest daughter was my age and her oldest daughter is on that team on andy's basketball team yeah so his daughter and then her older daughter were together so i went and watched the basketball game and my friend was there and we talked and her mom was there and her mom was like i just want to tell you she's like i'm hard to impress with stuff like this she's like your podcast is so like professional (laughs) (laughs) i was like thanks wow like it's really well done she's like i absolutely love it i asked her if she'd be on it and i don't i think she was kind of (laughs) like unsure (laughs) but that's um, really cool especially because we really did it ourselves we did not have any professionals helping us yeah at all so i'm child (laughs) I'm super excited about that. And honestly, that's been my probably absolute favorite part about this process and this season. Mm -hmm. And that is hearing feedback from other people and what, what kind of reached them. And my favorite feedback was from Dave Lund, our very first interview. I think he's probably benefited the most out of this whole experience, at least so far. Yes. I mean, he's reached out a a few times. He has. He has and just expressed gratitude and Mm -hmm. and he's continued to learn. Like, uh, you know, we interviewed him, I feel like so long ago. But as he's listened, he said he's gained even more insights. And Mm -hmm. I hadn't really thought I I thought maybe a little bit about how it could be beneficial to the people being interviewed. But to see that impact that it's had on Dave has just made my heart feels so warm and happy. Yeah, that's something we said from the beginning is if we can even just impact one person, it would have been worth it. Yeah, so definitely. Definitely has. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so we wanted to kind of talk about each of the people that we interviewed because we're just so grateful for their willingness to come and to share. And so we wanted to recap and really talk about the things that we loved and appreciated about the episodes with each of them. So let's start out with Dave. Julie, what was something that stood out to you? There were actually a couple of things. So the first one is that I just love how, you know, he had this idea his entire life growing up. And then there was pretty much one event that just gave him perspective from more of his mother's point of view. And it just changed everything for, for him. Like he went from hate to understanding and appreciation and the hate was gone. Yeah. You know, and it's such a powerful thing. It is that I think we don't always experience or know that that's available, Mm -hmm. but it is. It's something that I see so much and so often, and especially Mm -hmm. when I'm doing trauma work with people, those shifts that happen can be so profound and can impact your life in so many ways. And those shifts can happen in a moment. Yes. Yes. It doesn't take Mm -hmm. a lot. Which is not always. Sometimes Mm -mm. it takes a lot, but in Mm -hmm. his case, it was. Yes. It was quick. It it happened. Yeah. Probably the thing that sticks out to me the most because I do like to talk about the unconscious mind Mm -hmm. and it's, I love imagery. And so I loved Dave's backpack analogy, right? That he'd been carrying around a backpack of rocks and it wasn't until. The rocks were removed that he realized he'd been carrying that weight around. And I think that that's such a good analogy of how it really does feel when that shift and that change happens. And it's so visual. And so it's so easy to imagine what that feels like. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just loved it. I really loved that. Yeah. So I mentioned there were two things. The other thing that I really loved about Dave's episode. So this actually wasn't on the episode. I think it was after we stopped recording. I don't know if you remember this or not, Julie. But we were talking after we stopped recording. And there was a point where he looked at me directly. And was it was like as if he could read my mind, right? He was like, I want you to know that what you're doing is really important. Because at that point, I'm like thinking are we really going to be able to be successful like is this going to go okay like are we are we kind of just kidding ourselves <laughs> you know <laughs> like these are things you know the doubts a little bit doubts i mean it, to me questions and wondering isn't necessarily the same but like those things but were it was going close my, close yeah. to doubts yeah yeah those things were going through my mind and it's like you could hear my thoughts and was like No, I want to let you know that this is really important and that you need to do it. I'm like, (laughs) I think I started like tearing up at that point. I mean, I had already been tearing up through the whole thing. I know you, you, yeah, you teared up throughout his episode. It really Mm -hmm. touched, touched you. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was I feel like there were so many miracles around that episode and it was so meant to be that that was our first episode. It inspired, it 
for me, it really inspired me to keep going. You know, I could refer back to that episode and how powerful it was and the message that needed to come out. And it helped me to keep going during that time when we were kind of struggling to get into a a rhythm and figuring out what to do. (laughs) The struggle continued for a while, but I mean, each one of these interviews, I feel like helped us a lot Mm -hmm. and helped push us forward. So yeah. 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 So let's talk about Michelle. I love Michelle. I love Michelle too. I was actually kind of blown away. She is professional, right? I mean, she's already had experience doing this type of thing and like talking about her experience and trying to help other people and that kind of thing for quite a while before we talked to her. And I guess I just wasn't really uh, aware of how incredibly organized she was going to be. Yes, I know. She did a great job really just sharing exactly her story and how it happened and yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was my amazing. favorite, it, it was. My favorite part about her whole thing is that you can live well with whatever you're going through. Like, that that's a choice you can make. I mean, we don't always choose what kind of gets thrown in our laps. You know, it can be a health condition. It could be, like, pretty much anything. Losing a job. A lot of things are just kind of thrown at us that we don't really have a whole lot of say in. And the way that she's decided to approach her bipolar uh, diagnosis was that she wants to just live well with it. She doesn't want to struggle through it. She wants to take control of it. And it's really, really hard to do, but you can do it. Yeah. Well, and that's what stood out to me so much was the way that she has learned to take control of her healing and to be an active participant in finding those things that are going to help her Mm -hmm. and to then really be focused on doing the things in her life that she knows are going to keep her healthy. Mm -hmm. That is hard, right? Sometimes you just want to stay up late. Sometimes you just want to, you don't want to go for the walk. You know, she talked about going and going outside and seeing the sun and sometimes life feels easy and sometimes life feels really hard. And I think that her example really shows us that even in those hard moments, you can make choices that are going to improve the situation and help you. Yep. And they tremendously not only helped her now, but now as she's reaching out to other people with bipolar disorder, I'm so excited about how she can help other people. I mean, she she really is just an inspiration. Yeah, she's incredible. Also, side note, I was scrolling through Facebook the other day, and I am uh, I follow her on Facebook. Her uh, my upside of down of down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I saw the little clips from your she, Julie went on her podcast, and they were talking uh, yes. about therapy. And you sounded so good. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. And the way that she did her like highlight of it was so good. I know. I was I know. really impressed by it. So it, we can yes. learn some things from her for sure. Even oh, for with sure. the social media stuff. So Oh yeah. She has some really awesome stuff. She records her episodes and then she releases clips of the people talking, but it's mm-hmm. edited beautifully. Oh yeah. It's very I was cool. Like, wow. I know. It's I very impressive. <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there everything takes us maybe just a little bit longer but we get there yeah 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 
Let's talk about Alice. Mm-hmm. I was so excited that Alice was willing to come on and share. Mm-hmm. I had approached her about coming and sharing her story. And uh, I just, I'm so impressed with Alice. And I love Alice's mm-hmm. wisdom and her experience. Kind of the words that came to me is in life, you can either be bitter or be better, right? Mm-hmm. And Alice has become better through her life experiences talk about having difficult life experiences i feel like her situation was really tough mm-hmm. between ex-husbands and yeah. mental health issues and balancing the rest of her family and mm-hmm. you know blended family issues right mm-hmm. there there's so much there but she's just such a warm kind wise yeah person that i'm really glad to have in my life and i'm really glad that she was able to share her experiences with us yeah yeah i my the thing that stood out to me the most about her was just that she's a, a really independent thinker you know throughout her story she was and i don't know i think she was talking about like the 70s is when she was raising her her kids maybe a little bit in the 70s 70s. and 80s i think her kids are around our age so yeah they're a little bit older but like a few years older so like i would say mid to mid 70s and and you know early 80s 80s. stuff yeah there were some weird ideas back then (laughs) and she kind of shared some of them like i guess uh breastfeeding babies wasn't a thing you know it wasn't encouraged yeah not really which from the time i was a kid I mean, that's what my mom chose to do. And so there was, that's what I grew up with. But I just always thought that was just what moms did. (laughs) So anyways, so that and then also the thing, you know, where they just spanked kids. Oh, your child's spoiled. You should spank her. (laughs) You know, and she she did listen to it once. And she's like, this is stupid. Like, no. (laughs) You know? yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So she was a pretty independent thinker. She had good instincts. Even if she made mistakes, she realized like she learned from them. and was like, no, that was not a good idea. Not going to do that. She had good instincts and she pretty much stuck to them. So, yeah. Yeah. She was I think it's a, or is impressive. It is impressive. And I think it's a good example of how, you know, parenthood and motherhood is challenging. And I think we all want to do this fantastic, amazing job. But really, there's this concept in psychology of just being a good enough parent. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she's a good example of that. She was given a lot of challenges and she just kept plugging away, trying to do the best she could. Yeah. And I think that that's the most we can expect of ourselves Mm -hmm. and other people is to keep trying and to keep growing and learning and trying to do better. Well, she still does. I mean, she says she still keeps in contact with her adult mm-hmm. kids and goes out with them and, yeah, you know, has a, yeah. a relationship. And so it's really good. Yeah. I'm grateful for the mark that Alice has left on the world. Yeah. All right. So Nathan was our next one. <laughs> that was a very good experience for me. I think he was the first one of, of my people that we interviewed and I met him online with gaming and stuff. And um, we decided to make a group together and so because we had seen some things that were going on in our previous group that weren't working at all and there were a lot of problems and stuff so that's kind of how we got introduced to each other and he actually has a lot of similarities to me I think 
driving for Uber and Lyft, I, we do a lot of what I call Uber therapy, <laughs> where, you know, like random strangers on a longer car ride will just start talking about their lives and, you know, we work it out together. And that was kind of a thing that happened with Nathan. So we had some life experiences that were pretty similar. And so he found out that I did a podcast and early on he was like, and I actually had other people, friends and stuff who were like, I want to be on your podcast. <laughs> you know, he's like the only one that I've, I've had on so far, but yeah, we were trying to decide which experience for him that he would share. And so we finally came upon one and I think he did a really good job. Yeah. He, picked probably one of the hardest ones to talk about <laughs> so I think so and I um, think that's what really kind of stood out to me and what I really appreciated was him being open and willing to share mm -hmm. such a difficult experience you know I I know from meeting with people that it is so challenging when you're in a toxic relationship and it can be so isolating. You can really, it can really lead for you to feel very embarrassed or ashamed about that experience, about a lot of different things. And a lot of times people just don't want other people to know. You know, I think a lot of people hide when they are in a toxic relationship or if they have been. And I appreciate so much Nathan's willingness to share because it really can benefit people who are currently maybe stuck in a, a relationship that's unhealthy or people who have gotten out of one who maybe yep. don't know what direction they need to go in to maybe find healing. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate his willingness to be open because it's hard. Mm -hmm. There, It's a complicated thing to be in a relationship. It's not always, you know, cut and dry. Yep. <laughs> Relationships are, they take work. They're hard. They are. They are. And when it's unhealthy, you don't always show up in healthy ways yourself. And that's hard to reconcile sometimes too, right? Like where yeah. does the blame lie? I think that's a question I hear a lot of people getting out of these unhealthy relationships. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't maybe show up the way mm -hmm. genuinely or authentically for who I am. Mm -hmm. in this relationship and how do I reconcile that like right. who am I now what is my identity I think it can really rock yeah that core of like who am I when oh you yeah definitely are in one of these relationships it and... can take a while to figure that out mm -hmm. so that's one yeah. thing I like about Nathan is that he is very willing to take ownership for mistakes and try to grow and and learn from them and his outlook for the future is really just like a positive one, despite a lot of the things he went through. I mean, he, he went through a lifetime of abusive situations, you know, the thing with his parents divorcing and kind of them trying, well, I, it might've been more one-sided one parent trying to pit him against the other parent more than the other. And just really like toxic dynamics. And then, you know, this relationship he was in and stuff. And so, yeah, so it's really inspirational, you know, when we asked him, you know, what do you hope for the future? And he's like, I I want to get married and have kids. And mm -hmm. I could see a lot of people being afraid of that, but he's like, this is what I want. And I, I think that is really positive and hopeful. And I like that Nathan is so introspective. He's very 
philosophical very very. like we get into talk sometimes and i'm like i'm not gonna have this argument with you dude (laughs) you know about if we can ever do anything that's truly unselfish yeah i'm like (laughs) yeah just because you get a benefit from something does not mean your motives are selfish right Are we going to have this conversation right now? I'll probably edit this out, but you know, like, (laughs) no, he's a great person. Like, I am actually really happy that he's my friend and I've learned a lot from him. And yeah, he's just a good person. He is. He is. And yeah, it's been really awesome to have him on the podcast. Yep. And our last interview. This one was was so huge. Like, I kind of want to like recap how we got there. How we got Kirk to come on? Yes, it was really cool. <laughs> it was cool. It was super, super cool. So I've been following Kirk since 2017. I think it was January 2017. Mm-hmm. And attending various programs and introduced Julie. And then about a year ago, I started talking to Julie about his coaching program. And Julie ended up signing up for the coaching program and she got two free coaching sessions with Kirk that she invited me to attend with her so that we could talk about the podcast and moving forward. And those were super helpful. I think it was like, was it March or April and then June? Yeah. I think when we met with him Mm -hmm. and at the very end, was it the first one? I think it was the second one. It, anyways, it during the end of the session of one during that, yeah, during the end of the coaching session, I felt a strong prompting, a strong feeling that I should ask him if he'd be willing to come on our podcast and for us to interview him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was in the middle of talking and I was trying to listen and I was like, okay, yeah, I could probably, may, maybe I can do that. And then it came again, and it came again, and it came again. And I was like, okay, I guess I better just say this or it's not going to go away. So we were kind of wrapping up, uh-huh. and I bravely. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I have a question for you. <laughs> and almost almost immediately when you said that, I'm like, I kind of knew what you were going to say. He probably did, too. Yeah. He probably did, too. Mm-hmm. And he very graciously said, yes, I'd be willing to come on the episode so it took it took a few months because we wanted to really get into the swing of things and get into the pattern that we talked about with him well we made a deal with him too we made a deal that we would yeah launch it within a week of Mm -hmm. recording it too so which it wasn't quite a week but it was close yeah 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 it worked out really well and Mm -hmm. i don't know what what can i even say about it it was so incredible it was unexpected and really cool <laughs> so it was it was yeah you know this is what kirk does for a living you know mm-hmm. he does personal development and motivational speaking and so i knew it would be i knew it didn't matter what he came with it was going to be awesome it was going to be good yeah <laughs> it was going to be awesome yeah and i'm really really grateful for the story that he shared with us mm-hmm. and you know yeah. I, what really stood out to me is just how important our thoughts are mm. and how important it is to get involved with our thoughts 
right? Not just important, but kind of necessary. Yeah, you have to if you want to, like, be successful or Mm -hmm. find happiness, right? We have to get involved Mm -hmm. with our thoughts. And that's not an automatic thing. We don't Mm -hmm. automatically know how to do that. That's something we have to learn. So the other piece that I love is what he shared on ways that we can get involved that can really make a big difference. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he and Michelle kind of have a similar feel to me just because they're both really actually professional in what they do. I mean, even Michelle, I don't know if she's, you know, if this is career for her, if she is making money from it or not. But she, her presentation is very, like, professional. professional. Yes. Yeah. And the word that you used that you were impressed with from Michelle is active participant. And that's kind of exactly what Kirk tries to get us to do in our own lives to have improvement and you know reach our goals and just be growing and be better you know we have to be active participants in our lives and not just wait for things to come to us so yeah yeah or just keep living life on the treadmill Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just go about doing what they do you know going to work coming home Mm -hmm. Feeding the family, watching a TV show, going to sleep, getting up, and rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's not really a recipe for Happiness. a satisfying life. Yep. Yeah, that was the thing, too, that I liked about Kirk is pretty much for him, everybody can have access to being happy. Everybody. I think there's a lot of people who aren't, but they can be. Yeah, I think those were kind of my overall impressions of Kirk. He's awesome every single time i he talk is. to him it helps me feel good about my life and yeah yeah it's so. just it's his energy is very uplifting and inspiring and motivating yep. and i go back often to his content whenever i'm feeling any kind of being stuck you know mm-hmm. i know i can immediately go to his content and it's going to help me to get back on track to creating the life that I love. Yep. So so I'm super excited that I was able to share some of his wisdom with all of you listeners. Yeah. So we had awesome that. interviews this season. Yeah, we did. So fun, so helpful, yeah. so interesting. Yep. So insightful. So good. So good. I probably could not be happier. I feel like you know, everything wasn't perfect. There's definitely um, some adjusting that I want to do. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But it was exactly right for us at this point. And um, I love the feedback that I've been able to get from listeners and what they've liked and suggestions that they've had for us that have been really helpful. We've implemented a lot of little tweaks and changes based on feedback that mm-hmm. that um, we've received from other people. So we love hearing from you. Yeah. And if we haven't gotten a single email, but we would love to get emails. Just if it's not your story that you want to share or talking about wanting to be on our podcast, if it's just feedback, that's that would be incredibly helpful for us. Yeah. So our email, ycjpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. pretty easy and then we're also on instagram 
and on Facebook. So yep. you can reach out to us any of those ways. We'd love to hear from you. Definitely. Um, we wanted to talk about our goals. Yeah, goals for yeah. the future of the podcast specifically. Um, yes. We want to grow. We, we do. We want about it. That's our first thing is we, we want to grow. grow. We want to reach more people. You know, I think there's so many big and small messages that we can get as we listen to other people's stories. And we want to share these good things with people that are going to help touch them. Mm-hmm. So we are hoping you can help us with this mission. Well, we need to do more advertising and stuff and we need to get better with like the social media and things like that so that we ourselves are reaching out to more people. Yeah. So Um, as we do better with that, though, if you guys can help share the content that we're creating so that it can reach people, that would be really helpful. mm -hmm. And we had a couple of suggestions of ways that that could be done. Mm hmm. So one idea that Julie wanted to talk about was it was downloads. even downloads. Yeah. Even the way yeah. that you're listening can be helpful to us. So, so we know some of our listeners are new to podcasting. And one thing that helps us to grow is the more downloads that we have. Um, you know, especially with like Apple Podcasts, they take a look at that and they will if we're getting a lot of downloads, then they'll send our podcast out in people's feeds for more people to see. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference between streaming our podcast using, you know, Apple or Spotify and downloading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you can just hit that download button, (laughs) you know, like listening to it is great. And we are so appreciative of that. But yeah, just hitting that download button makes a, a big, big difference. It makes so. a big difference, yeah, in us being able to reach more people, too. Mm. And it's a really kind of a simple thing. So if you're able to, please download our episodes as you're listening to them and share them with family and friends mm-hmm. that you care about and that you would like them to be able to maybe learn and grow from something that we're sharing. Yep. I so, think that's a pretty good yeah. start <laughs> for where yeah. we're at. So we will be back. <laughs> we um, are taking off about four weeks. So we are going to plan on launching our first episode of season two on January 9th, 2024. So we will see you back in the new year. Yep. Happy holidays. We love and appreciate you all. Thank you for listening this season. Yep. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.